Hey, everybody. Welcome to another fantastic episode of Jeff Has Cool Friends. I'm Jeff May, and if you could believe it or not, I have cool friends. And I have an amazing friend to introduce you to. Uh, it's fascinating. I have I have not looked forward to seeing how the dynamic of a podcast goes more than this specific one. Because my very special friend uh, today is Dallas Cowboys tight end slash my former student, Sean McEwen. Sean, how you doing, bud? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm great, man. We have not spoken uh, words to each other in 10 years. uh, And the last time that happened, it was a very different dynamic. A lot has changed. Um, (laughs) since. And and I am fascinated to uh, sort of see how your world has progressed, how you have changed since the being the eighth grader that I remember and how we've both changed, I think, uh, in each other's faces. Oh, yeah. Changed a lot of change for both of us, I would say. Right. And aside from that, uh, how you have guaranteed that I will never be the most famous person from our hometown. So (laughs) kind of you for that, but that's fine. You still got a chance. There's still time. I don't think so. <laughs> the only way that could happen would be a tragedy, and I don't think either of us want that. Like, That's true. Like, yeah. I, I don't mind being second place, uh, and it's probably going to be a distant second place, Like, which is fair. So, yeah, as I said before, y- you were my student 10 years ago, just a, a, a small little guy, and now you are a 23-year-old giant. You are, and this is fun, taller than me. Yeah. That's yeah. a surprise. I don't know if I was taller than you back then, but you abso- definitely am now. You absolutely were not taller than me back then. <laughs> there was one kid. I, I mean, I, you, what a fascinating storyline. So uh, you play currently for the Dallas Cowboys, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. Easy question. What, 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 is, what is that like? <laughs> it's awesome. Honestly, it's, it's kind of been, I started playing football when I was seven. It was really like my dream kind of to play in the NFL, you know, watching the Patriots growing up. And, uh, you know, obviously I was a big football fan and, and just living out that dream. It's, it's a blessing, uh, you know, really a dream come true. And I'm just really happy to be here. You know, when I grew up, uh, I get to say, you know, when I was your age, two things, one, Charlton, Massachusetts was not a football town. Uh, and we can actually, there's a route to trace in the history of our hometown and football. And it has to do with another, uh, NFL player's dad of all of all things so we can get into that but it wasn't uh, the case there was no peewee football other than what they called the dwc the dudley webster charlton indians and i was too fat to play you're over the weight limit did you know that you could you <laughs> could be too fat to play that football which seems oh, yeah. unfair it's a little unfair i'd say i was like just let me be a lineman that's all i was gonna be yeah i think uh thankfully i think they got rid of that league and uh, they've moved to just grades now, so you can be as fat as you want. Oh, man. <laughs> the dream, the, You just telling me I could be as fat as I want just felt like I, uh, a thousand pounds was lifted off my chest. But I did play football at Shepherd Hill. Uh, I was uh, not great, and I hated it, which is real fun. I didn't. I wasn't motivated to play football. Even I played it just so I could be considered an athlete. Because when okay. you, I, I just I was, wanted the status. Look, man, I was I looked like a hard boiled egg. Did you know that I was very heavy growing up? Uh, no, no. I mean, you look great now. Oh, get couldn't on really that. tell. Uh, <laughs> when when I was a child, when I was in eight, I was the biggest kid in my class, pretty much. I looked like a little okay. hard boiled egg, but I did play football f- for social survival. 
Because you can oh, be, yeah. in my head at the time, it was like you can be either the fat kid or a lineman. And one of those gets a little bit of respect. That was just right. how it felt yeah. at the time. At least you get to hang out with the other cool kids on the team. Let me tell you, uh, <laughs> boy, boy, did you miss the mark on that one. Because the linemen were not the cool no. kids. No, I would. Okay. We were not a football school. And it's. I'm so happy to see that Shepherd Hill Regional High School, which is both our, of our alma maters, has become this sort of like football factory. And it really comes to the fact that uh, a couple of years after I graduated, uh, a new coach came in who had uh, was a, a lineman for the 49ers, I believe. Yeah, I think he was on a couple of different teams. I assume you're talking about Coach, Co Lindstrom. Coach Lindstrom, yeah. uh, whose son was a first round draft pick for the Falcons. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm assuming you guys played on the same team. Oh, yeah, I was. Chris was a senior. And I was a junior when we uh, we made that state championship run. We lost in the semifinals, but yeah, uh, well, that was probably our best team. Any of the sure. teams you lost to end up uh, in in the NFL? Any of those players make it? Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, no, probably so, not. <laughs> so they can f right off. They can have their little championship. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, that's fine. I'll just have a career in the NFL where people buy my jersey. Um, well, hopefully. Is your do, do, does your jersey is it like a for sale if you go to to Cowboy Stadium? Probably not the stadium. I think they just got like a bunch of Zeke and Dak jerseys. To be honest, but, just uh... just just the two. <laughs> and like yeah, no, probably probably just like the mega stars there. But you could definitely go online and and order my jersey on the store somewhere. NFL.com, Cowboys.com, somewhere. Yeah, somewhere go go. You should all get one because why wouldn't Absolutely. you? Because you know what? If you're not in Dallas, a Cowboys jersey, people love that. Oh, yeah. It like, uh, really stands out. It's funny, too, because I have some questions about that. Because we grew up in yeah. New England. So you grew up sort of with the Patriots dynasty. Um, and and sort of being drafted by the Cowboys, who are considered America's team, ironically, uh, after right. we sort of went through there. Now, what what kind of feeling did you get by sort of ending up in Dallas as as sort of where you wound up? Honestly, I was just happy to be anywhere. I knew if I could like pick my dream locations. Honestly, I, I wanted to be in either Texas or Florida, just because yeah, they have no tax really, no income tax. <laughs> so that was uh, Can, I didn't want to go to California. No offense. Boy, let let, um, let me tell you, you need let me let me tell you about taxes. Okay, it is a <laughs> it is the price we pay to live in the country that we do. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I still pay a load of taxes, but uh, just not as much as I probably would out there. That's fair. I know. I got some friends I play with at Michigan that uh, are on the Rams out there, and it doesn't look fun. Are they uh, Are they doing okay? <laughs> are they Are they making it? Do they need to, Do they need to go to the food bank? <laughs> I don't know if they're quite looking for food stamps yet, but yeah. uh, I mean, you know. I always I mean, I also understand that if you're not like, at, at, you know, at the top of the heap that, you know, the, the money doesn't it's not exactly like everyone is signing eight million dollar contracts. I get that. But also, I feel like I'm like, eh, it's taxes is taxes, you know, Yeah. you make no, more than four sure. of me. So I'm always just kind of like, <laughs> hey, man, I'm also paying taxes. So. Um, oh, for sure. But so like that. So Dallas or Florida were your were your choices. And it was it was or excuse me, your, your preferences. And it was primarily a financial choice, which is, I think, fascinating. Yeah, a financial and honestly, a little bit of weather. 
you know, I, I don't want to play in Buffalo for sure. Yeah, yeah you. Too cold up there. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, obviously, I feel like you can't really talk too much on any other football teams because there's a very good chance you could play for them. And I certainly don't want somebody unearthing that information. But we know why you don't want to play for Buffalo. They're a great team. But, they, you know. See, exactly. <laughs> they're, they're great. They're, it was a great team. Yeah, great team, but yeah. a little cold up there. It is. It is. And plus, you you know, you grew up in New England playing and then you moved to Michigan. So maybe a little heat ain't the worst thing to happen to you. Yeah, I had to mix it up a little bit. Um, yeah, the cold. Is there a feeling when you are because uh, you went undrafted and then mm-hmm. uh, you so I guess the term is undrafted free agent and then the Cowboys just scooped you up real fast. Yeah. Is there a, a feeling among people that you kind of have to shed your hometown loyalty when you when you enter into either the draft or you're playing professional sports because the, the odds of you playing for the team you grew up in are so minimal? Yeah, probably definitely a little bit. You know, it definitely would have been great to, to go to the Patriots and play for them, obviously. I think it comes there comes to a point where you, you have to be a professional and not a fan anymore. Yeah. So I uh, kind of had to drop the fan part. What would you rather do? Catch a pass from Tom Brady or tackle Tom Brady? That's a good question. I think if I was on the Patriots, obviously, I'd, I'd rather catch one. That's not, that's not what honestly, I asked. Yeah. Honestly, I'd, I'd rather catch one from him. Yeah. Is that like one of those like sort of things that y'all dream about? Because we didn't really have any like heroes in football growing up. It was like Drew Bledsoe just standing there waiting to get hit. Um, so was that like some sort of like thing that you sort of fantasized growing up? Like, can, you know, he catches the Tom Brady football and they win the Super Bowl again. You know, there, there are definitely a lot of backyard uh, football games I played, but I don't. I don't think I ever fantasized about Tom Brady that much, to be honest. I kind of looked up to to Gronk. You know, I wanted to be like him for sure. Yeah, that's fair. You know, I, I did like Aaron Hernandez before all the bad stuff came out about yeah, him. But. Yeah, yeah, real real curveball on that stuff. He's yeah. a he's a he's a quick a quick study in in both how to how to sort of turn your allegiances away. I know a lot of people are like, yeah, but he's really fucking good at catching a football. Give him a break. Yeah. It's like, is that yeah. what you think? <laughs> I also I mean, he was he was really good at catching balls. Yeah, sure. yeah. You know what else he was good at? His murder. Uh, yeah. like super good. Well, at he it. wasn't good because he got caught. So well, he wasn't good at hiding the murder. Right. But right. he was really good at committing the murder. <laughs> um, right. Did you see that documentary about him? I actually I didn't watch it. It's tragic in the way that uh, it's a lot of it comes to I think uh, internalized homophobia. That's what I heard. One of the main storylines was. Yeah, but, uh, where it's just they were just like, yeah, I mean, we like him and another dude were like, yeah, we, we used to have sex like what? And it was but like, you know, obviously the culture of professional sports is still rooted in homophobia. Do you how do you see the NFL moving? Do you think it's really dragging its feet? And I mean, the culture of the NFL, not like the company in, in you know, um, talking about, you know, gay players, et cetera. Yeah, you know. I think, you know, it was, it was really cool to see uh, Carl come out a couple of weeks or a week or two ago, and uh, he got a lot of support online, so that was awesome. I know he had, like, the number one jersey sales for a while, and uh, that was cool to see. But I still think percentages show there are definitely more people in the NFL that could be gay, and I feel like, you know, they most of those guys don't want to say anything just because, yeah. you know, it'll – 
mess with the locker room culture or stuff like that. So it's kind of kind of a a weird situation there. Yeah, you do hope sort of for the evolution of the locker room culture to shift away from that. And I got, you know, it's it's funny that there's like because I grew up in that sort of toxicity of being like you just could say whatever homophobic slur you wanted to say like it didn't matter because it was just socially accepted even though it was absolutely hideous i do look back at sort of my thoughts and then like what words are words Uh, and it's embarrassing uh and Mm. so i do hope that sort of the culture does sort of shift more towards that acceptance also specifically with fans and it's kind of one of those things where like you can control what you do but you can't control fans yeah and that can be especially for example if it was in like dallas Mm. like like fans of the cowboys uh and you could see that there is the potential for a a state that is much redder than normal to sort of reject that or to be like why do you even need to tell us because that's what i remember when he came out and everyone's like what so and it's like it is important like visibility is important and, and representation so that young gay football players can feel like they are accepted and comfortable and safe. Right. And I think it was awesome that he did, you know, a guy who's been in the NFL for a number of years is, is a good player. It's like starts is really good. And him kind of leading the way, I think other players, you know, who don't have as, as much of a status in the league can, can feel more comfortable to, uh, to come out and, and, you know, share what they want to share. Yeah, it it, it kind of reminds me of when uh, Lil Nas X came out because he came out the day he hit number one. Mm. And everyone's like, well, why did you wait for this opportunity? Like, why wait? And he's just like, because it would have seemed like I was clout chasing before and it would have seemed like an afterthought after the fact. But if I can do it when I'm absolutely at the top, you can't deny me. And I thought that was right. pretty rad. That was a ballsy move and I loved that. And I think, yeah, I think that that may have... Not saying that's what happened with Michael Sam when he did, but he definitely didn't have. He obviously wasn't like the best football player, and that kind of caused a lot of backlash with the NFL when he got cut because he he came out already, and 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 people were very upset about that. Yeah, there's a lot of the those um, distraction cuts that people, you know, it makes everything seem a little bit shady. And I think that there that's unfair. If somebody is cut from a talent basis, I think that's a bit unfair to sort of throw that at somebody. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think the Kaepernick uh, example is obviously one that, you know, showed that there are there is some sort of, you know, mild collusion sometimes to remove those distractions. But at the same time, businesses are businesses, man, <laughs> like. It's hard to it's hard to understand in each direction, you know, like when it's a multi-billion dollar franchise or something. Absolutely. Now, I I have a lot of questions about sort of what your life is like, which is very uh, a very interesting question I have for you. Um, what I'm going to okay. do real quick is uh, periodically throughout the show, I give a shout out to um, patrons at the $10 level at patreon.com slash Jeff May. Uh, for those of you that are producers and have paid me, good money to say your name on the air i'm going to say a couple of names you can feel free to react however you want sean or you can just watch me read names like an absolute ass uh <laughs> which is fine it's it's either way it's fine but shout out to ricky cilantro at nerd numbers mackenzie chill willem defoe's baffling big b- bonanza dan hackroyd murph the murph show me in the rules where it says a dog can't play basketball 
or football in this case, I guess. Uh, was there there was an Air Bud football one, right? Oh yeah, yeah. That seems that one for every sport. That seemed bad to have to try to tackle a dog. <laughs> I think that might be some animal cruelty. Yeah, there seems to be like I wouldn't do that with Air Bud. I wouldn't try to tackle a golden retriever. They're very likable. Oh yeah, uh, I, have, I have a golden retriever. Well, my parents do. Just take it. It's yours now. <laughs> uh, Russell Richardson, the sass bitch stands. Sophia Hapgood, the ghost of Dave Thomas. Shebrew sleeps. Norm from Cheers. Vorta spin. Normal man. Andrew McGuire. Jolly Buckaroo and Dill Havarti. That's my favorite cheese. Uh, and again, uh, I have uh, more names to go through later. But uh, beyond that, uh, thank you for those patrons uh, who hook it up at the producer level at patreon.com slash Jeff May. Now, that being said, uh, I, I have so many questions about what your day to day life must be like, because you are by definition, I guess you are a, a human machine because you kind of have to be to perform at this certain level. So, like, I want to know what is your life like? Like, when do you wake up like go through a day in the life of you well so i'd say there's two i live two different lives i would say oh you're like that off season yeah i wish (laughs) one is the off season and one is in season and they're completely different off season is awesome which i'm in right now i i can do i mean really you can do whatever you want you have no obligations but you know obviously you have to work out every day and yeah i was gonna say that could hard. that could collapse real <laughs> fast if you're like i can do anything i want and they're like hey, and you're cut yeah yeah but um so yeah i mean i'll start with the off season i guess it's yeah. uh like right now getting ready for training camp probably wake up around like 7 seven thirty every day go to the facility work out for a couple hours is that what do you, why, by working out is it like um lifting is it uh like what what's specifically kind of working out yeah, so I mean, every day is different. Monday, Wednesday, Friday are the big lift days uh, right now. So that's when uh, you know do all the benching, squatting, stuff like that, normal lifts, and uh, a little bit of running there sometimes. But Tuesday and Thursday right now are big conditioning days for me, running routes, stuff like that. Like yesterday, I was running routes with Dak and doing conditioning. Uh, today was just uh, auxiliary lift day, so getting all the small stuff that you don't really focus on all the time. Yeah. I mean, after that, uh, try to get a good, good meal and good protein shake. Got a massage today. Oh, I try ooh. to do at least one massage every week, uh, just to keep the muscles loose and, and not getting tight on me. And after that, man, I mean, I can really do whatever I can. I usually just play video games or chill by the pool or something. Yeah. So, so it's, it seems to me, so it's like you're up. Do you eat before you work out or you, cause I can't, I've tried yeah, a million times. I, I puke really. my guts out. If I have anything yeah. that isn't water in my stomach, I'll go for a run. I'll be like, Oh, I'm going to die. I'm going to die right there. <laughs> so you, I try to eat a, a yogurt, something light just to have something in the stomach. So I don't yeah. like have, have zero energy during my lift. That's fair, um, but I'm not a big breakfast guy before. No. What kind of so you what would you have for? Uh, let's do lunch today because I want to know like what your diet is like, like what your protein mm. intake is, and not so much. I'm not looking for tips so much as just I'm fascinated by what it must be like to have to treat your body in such a way. I mean, granted, I know it's the off season, but still. Yeah. So I I have a whole I have a whole list of like supplements and vitamins I take and. The Cowboys are great because they have all the stuff there. Our trainers, our nutritionists are awesome. 
so like we have like a nutrition bar in our weight room so literally after a lift uh one of our nutritionists her name is claire she is she's awesome she makes me like a personal protein shake which for me is strawberry banana and peanut butter a lot of calories uh whey protein creatine in there and then uh i try to drink it's got, it's like a green juice it's got like you know one of those cold press yeah green juice it's got the thing. ginger in it yeah all, all the veggies all the kale what, uh what, stuff like that once the ginger goes in i'm out that, yeah, sh- that i don't like the ginger ginger just much. it hijacks a juice yeah. where you're just like here you're gonna taste ginger for the rest of the day it's the same way <laughs> it's the same reason i don't put bananas in protein shakes because mm-hmm. i'm ju- it just everything tastes like banana to me and i, I don't like that flavor that's true i try to get one of those in because i mean i don't cook that much so i don't if i don't like drink that i won't get all the veggies i need uh spoken like so a I, true 23 year old man <laughs> yeah so I, I try to drink one of those every day i've been taking these nitrate shots which is kind of new it's it's kind of like beet juice it's supposed to be good for cardio and stuff like that so i'm trying that out this off season beet shots yeah, beet shots. I've been putting a beet, a whole ass beet into my uh, into my protein shakes when I make them because I'll, I'll do I do a, a, a pea protein. So I do a vegan protein with peanut butter, uh, frozen berries and a, a beet and water. And let me tell you, it might be doing something. Maybe I, I kind of like it. It doesn't I mean, taste great, but I think it's healthy for sure. Well, it's, <laughs> it's 100 percent healthy. Yeah, no. Although, I mean, yeah. I'm just saying like it's. It's healthy. See, we're in two different parts uh, of our lives here where you're still in the growth. Like you're entering my favorite four years of life. 23 to 27 is it was, it was like the the pocket. I'm in decay. I am. Uh, I'm about to turn 40. So it's one of those situations where I'm just like, well, I need to eat this because I there I could die. I could die anytime. I could just be. I don't a, think you're going to die. You don't, I'm, if you don't eat beets. You don't know. I mean, I don't. I'm going to tell you something. Since I've started (laughs) eating beets, I haven't died. Yeah. Whether there's causation or not, there's certainly correlation. (laughs) Yeah. So, so we could go through that. Okay. So, so generally, it's you consume a lot of liquids Mm. as your uh, as your sort of diet. So the follow up question is: How many times a day do you? Let me check my notes. How many times a day do you? A lot, actually. Like at least twice. Honestly. At least twice, sometimes three. I've been on a like a cleansing diet lately, and it's been like kind. It's been on. It's been a. It's been a lot. It's always always in the morning, and then the rest we'll just see where the day goes. (laughs) Sometimes I have to delay my run by like forty five minutes because I'm just like, well, I can't run like six miles and then three miles in. It's be like, and you got to shit. So I just kind of have to be like, all right, man, let's see what we can do to get this stuff out of here. Let's clean. Let's clean the old pipes. Oh yeah. Do you ever think we'd be having this conversation? No, I I did not see this going this way. <laughs> I'm not Mr. May anymore, baby. You know, I do. One thing I remember from your class, I don't know if you want to talk about this. Yet. Yeah, I'm, absolutely. Let's go. There's no there's no rules here. I was trying to think back on like what I remembered from your class. I do remember you always having a bunch of comic books around. And then as you can. Yeah. As you yeah. Can see. For and the, then, I mean, it's a non-video podcast for people <laughs> listening, but behind me, there is walls and walls of trade paperbacks, including some of the ones that were in my classroom. Mm-hmm. And then I remember one day, I don't know why, but you were explaining like, 
why sports teams have their mascots or something like that like every city. oh geography yeah we're geography, doing geography like like yeah geography and what the mascots were so i, I don't know why i remember that probably because i like sports yeah I, I would say that it might be because you are a professional athlete now so that might have been in there i it's funny i i'm glad i retired when i did you know i was 30 when i retired and i'm glad you know i gave nine years um, to teaching, but I always think about like, man, I, I think I'd be a really good teacher right now. I don't think I was a bad teacher. I think I was pretty good at the time, but there's some perspective that I would probably change. Yeah. Not maybe like not doing, would you do middle school again or of course? Yeah. I like school. I preferred, yeah. I preferred middle school, especially because when I started teaching, I had just turned 22 and I think high school, that's not enough of an age gap for me to fully have been comfortable around you know like because there's going to be some 18 year olds and i'm 22 that's too close how do you yeah. get people to to sort of respect you as an authority figure when you know you were in high school when they were in eighth grade and they remember you mm. you know funny yeah, that's, that's a good point funny story though on the first day of my eighth grade teaching one of my very good friends little sisters i had and they came in and they were like hey jeff and they were like and this is why we called you in because we had to like sort of brief all these kids that I already knew and to establish the truth as to like what's going on. Like you, can, you yeah. it's Mr. May now. It was wild. Yeah, that does sound a little kind of weird. <laughs> it is. It was weird. I also uh, a couple of things about my early career. And then this isn't about me. It's about you. But uh, I said F within the first week uh, of teaching. Like, it's, no, no. It slipped out. Uh, it slipped out. I got my job on a Monday and on Friday, somebody was like, oh, I, I have a pass. And I was like, give it to me. Wait, do I sign it? I didn't know what to do. And so I was just like, it, just go. And the class just went like, <gasps> and I was like, all right, look, if you want to get me fired, by all means, let's tell everybody what I just did. Or we can just forgive that I made a mistake. So that happened. Uh, literally, my first, my fourth day of teaching i dropped an f-bomb and yeah, so that's i feel like that's number one on the list of of do nots for teaching it's it's i'd say <laughs> i'd say number two because the number one number is two. is pretty brutal number one is 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 gross so we don't talk about that one but uh, number, yeah. number two okay but actually i had to move because i um charlton middle school where i taught was basically my backyard it used to be my grandfather's property so like i was teaching gotcha. where i used to stack wood as a kid my address was well known and two young ladies came by to like visit when I was still living at my mom's place. And so I immediately was like, well, now I got to move. And so had to move almost immediately because because I was like and I think my mom invited them in like an idiot. Like I love my mom, but she didn't understand the the situation right. of being like, mom, you can't have two young female students just in the house. <laughs> did you hate like seeing students outside of school is that like your biggest fear no no yeah. no i didn't for two reasons one because i was pretty awesome uh but two like they rarely came up to me There's, yeah i'm probably scared it would mostly be that they would tell me they saw me after they saw me like the next mm -hmm. day they'd be like mr may i saw you i saw you at the at, at the millbury the mall or whatever and i'd be like okay was i good like, I, don't, I don't know what <laughs> how do, yeah how'd i look <laughs> like what what are you you're reporting on me like are you are you hunting me down that was always weird you get treated like a celebrity when you're mm. a teacher 
because like you're not paid well but there's always people like you know spying on you and it that part's sounds like wild a dream job yeah sounds like a dream job i mean look i never minded it because like i i didn't get into teaching because i like didn't like kids so i was like yeah if you see me you can come say hi it's not like i'm i'm not famous so it's not like you're really bothering me um right. but at the same time i had gone to warp tour that summer and saw kids there and then I was like, okay, that's my last warp tour. Like there were certain things that I was like, I don't think I can really get a I can't be in certain spots wet that the kids are gonna be at because, you know, behavior is shifted and different and you don't wanna mess that up, I guess. Yeah. Gotta gotta protect the image or the brand, I guess. Kinda. Brand. <laughs> yeah. I'm well, I decorated my classroom that was very much like my classroom was decorated like a dorm room. I don't know if you remember that. Oh, yeah. But it was that was important to me because I'm going to be 100 percent honest. I don't think eighth grade teachers respected eighth graders as smart as they were. And so I thought that the other teachers, some of the other teachers, not all of them, uh, and a lot of people that I really, really love, they were very like careful to be very like to make sure that there was nothing remotely controversial or nothing that's showing their personality too much. And I was like, well, I think that kind of removes that you're a person. So I I put my comic book stuff up there and my like Red Sox stuff and, you know, music stuff because I'm like, oh, and here's a map. But also I like this band and I'm putting this poster up. Why not? Yeah. I I mean, I liked it. I thought it was cool. It's just it's just (laughs) a thing. I don't don't know. Like it's do you get recognized when you're out? I mean, I did a little bit when I played in Michigan just because. Yeah, you know, I was the starter there, yeah. a little bigger profile. Um, but no, not here the, at all, really. Are, <laughs> does that? How do you feel about that? Oh, I don't care. I would rather people not recognize me, to be honest. Yeah. Unless I need something, and then I might say like, "Oh, I play for the Cowboys. Can you do this?" Yeah. <laughs> are you Are you willing to uh, to flex that muscle? Yeah. If I have to, like, I had like, <laughs> it's fine. I had to use it last week because. <laughs> I needed new contacts before camp because mine were kind of old and uh, I needed to go see the eye doctor, but she was like booked up for until we were leaving before camp. So I was like, oh, like I really need to come in. Like I have camp in a couple of weeks. She's like, oh, like you playing a Cowboys? I'm like, yeah. And she's like, okay, let me see what I can do. And then she booked me in. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. I have a feeling that some accountant got pushed back because yeah. I mean, but I mean, I would say that the DFW area is like, ferocious cowboys fans right like there's no could you imagine wearing a washington shirt out there i mean literally like i live in i live near the facility and literally just like the entire town is is kind of based like around our facility it's just all cowboy stuff it's crazy so your anonymity though is definitely in a situation or a position to be sort of sacrificed because you're so close and surrounded in that, would you feel like, do you have a house or an apartment? I'm an apartment. Okay. If you felt comfortable enough to sort of buy a house, would you buy a house closer to the facility or would you want to be further away in order to sort of maintain that sort of seclusion? No, uh, I mean, I would, I would definitely want to be close. I don't really like commuting or anything. Not that I would care that much, but it's just nice being oh, I got to work out at 6 a.m. I can wake up at 5.30 and make it there. So it's it's just nice being close. 
I mean, it's not like I need to be anonymous. Like, it, it's nice, you know. I don't want to sign autographs all the time, but it's not like it's not the worst thing in the world if someone comes up to me and recognizes me. How many times has that happened since you've been with the Cowboys? Not many with the Cowboys. It was that was more of a a college thing. Like, I would go to the mall or out to eat on campus, and then there there would always be people, you know, that would recognize me there. But not as much here. So it's it's been. It's been nice down here. That's going to be, be uh, pretty nerve-wracking, I'd say, to be sort of that kind of a celebrity at that age where you are a very localized celebrity but in a very big way, like a starter on Michigan in Michigan. Is there a lot of ass thrown at you? And, like, how do you handle something like that? Because I feel like that – like th- I feel like they would, like, teach you classes about how to deal with something like that. You'd think, but they definitely don't. You know, it's it's kind of weird on on campus in the bars, especially like after games, you go out to the bar and stuff and, you know, most of the teams in there. So everyone is kind of just like looking at you guys and and stuff like that. So, I mean, it definitely makes it easier to talk to talk to girls. It's yeah. like a free uh, icebreaker, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I think the general existence of being that is one hell of an icebreaker. But I do you I mean, because I know that they do when when rookies sort of come in. I saw HBO original series Ballers. I know how it is. But did they do like courses on like financial literacy or like more like symposiums, I'd say, than than courses. Did they do one about sort of like social behavior? Yeah. So, I mean, they definitely do. There's there's like this whole when you come in as a rookie, you kind of get there for OTAs, which is was a couple months ago. And um like the rookies this year it was kind of weird for us last year because it was all virtual we didn't even do otas oh, yeah. or anything like that but we definitely still had like zoom meetings for like an hour or two every day and there was always a different topic there was like one day it'd be like investing the other day it would be like don't get domestic abuse here's how to avoid it stuff like that like going over like we had a class on like telling us like tactics that girls use online and stuff like that to kind of get at us learning about that stuff but i'm glad they they said it because i would have no idea oh so you when they what were some of those tactics that they were just like i remember uh it was like our head of player personnel was uh, leading i mean he always bring in like experts and stuff like that but so we have like player safety guy and uh player personnel guy that was talking about it and he was saying like there's blogs online that these girls like go on and talk about like professional athletes with each other and stuff like that they talked a lot about de-escalating situations like say you meet a girl hook up with her and then everything starts going south like you know kind of told us how to handle that whether they start asking for like money or saying like they're gonna call the police or something like that basically we just have to immediately call our director of player security and he'll help us out and just make sure we document everything so that they can't uh you know falsely accuse us of anything that's terrifying yeah <laughs> that, that 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 seems to me like obviously it's you know it's something that i would have never thought about as being terrifying until it sort of comes into existence i think you are in a relationship correct yeah so that sort of at least removes that sort of headache right. away from you and, and, and that aspect right. of it that you get to stay uh, squeaky clean. 
yeah. Do they? Uh, side question. Here's one. Uh, are you gonna get a gun? Probably. Yeah. I don't know. I've thought about it. I actually did take before I left uh, Massachusetts. I took like a gun, just like safety class, mm-hmm. just uh, you know, kind of learn how to shoot, how to handle one, just in case. And then my parents ended up getting their their gun licenses recently. But you know, I definitely think about it for sure down here just because i feel like everyone has one down here i mean it, it seems to me like i remember watching something about athletes and, and and saying that when you are a person in the public eye especially one that makes a certain amount of money that there is sort of always this target on your back which is why so many athletes get busted with illegal weapons mm. which is kind of i'm like i don't know why don't you just get a legal weapon they definitely they definitely could and should <laughs> yeah and in dallas technically that's like literally anything yes you could have like a burning much. tire on a chain and people would be like that is legal we are in texas right we're gonna read another group of uh producers thank you very much patreon.com slash jeff may my producer level we have kimball just kimball get vaccinated you chuckleheads the 5g lets you see sound and then you can see your friend again let's go sean are you vaccinated i am smart guy you should let everybody know that uh in texas do they ridicule you for that no i think we were ranked 31 or 30 out of all the nfl teams for what does that mean least. is that good is that good bad it's i can't bad. Yeah, okay I... the least least amount in the nfl <laughs> guys yeah but i think i heard some guys talking about getting it today actually so we might be going up. tell them to get it just please I, just I be like <laughs> guys you are smarter than this like yeah. What are you doing? Like, it attacks your fucking lungs, man. I know. And you have to use those for sports. A lot. Yeah, and a lot. money. <laughs> Blackagar Boltagon, Big Booty Boy, 42069. <laughs> Russell from Jersey, Pizza Bagels, Taylor Ham, Bold and Brash, Mef J. That's me, but a little bit. Hi, I'm Super Fudge, and welcome to Fudge Mania. Craft beers make my alcoholism look like a neat hobby. Jazz butt, the Ian McClendon. Uh, L, the best podcast guest no one wants on their show. Seldo, Connor, no nickname given. Benson, Caitlin, Benny, the Bollock, Nathan, Christopher, Charles, Ascani, Sung, Dayspring, Summers, an action figure of Clippy, Don Ass, and uh, C2E2AM Adventures. Uh, so that's a lot another... of people paying you to say those names. Though. I some of them. Uh, it's it's very nice. It's very nice that right. they do that because, and this is very important. I need I need the money. So right. You gotta uh, buy stuff. I have to buy. Stuff. I have to buy yeah. items. It's mostly right. food. It's mostly food yeah. and 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 living. Uh, those yep. are two things that I have to pay a lot of money for. Because uh, I live in California, things are expensive. Mm-hmm. But that being said, you never told me about what your day is like um, during the season. Correct. Correct. Uh, during the season, it's 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 a work day. It's a grind. Usually, I think we probably started meetings every day at like seven a.m. But I think two times a week we would have a lift before, so that would be at six. We'd basically do meetings for we if we had a lift, we'd lift, and then we do meetings from like seven to I don't know, like eleven ish, maybe. Usually have practice, practice around twelve for two and a half hours. Then after that, eat more meetings until we usually done around six. Then we can go home. You can go home and pass right the hell out. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> that seems that seems like a situation where like during the season it, it it seems like such a grind and I'm not sure if people really understand that. It's it's really taxing. Yeah, it is a big grind. It's like 
I would just come home. And then, I mean, when you come home, you still got to do stuff. Yeah, I had to watch film on who we were playing, eat, <laughs> play a couple of video games, and then go to bed early. <laughs> are you actually eating food, or is this a... Uh... You're, you're, are, you, are you eating solid food or is this more like oh, yeah. protein drinks and things like that? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, ch- I try to eat four meals a day. I do two dinners. So I'll do dinner at the facility. And then when I come home, I'll, I'll either make or order something. I usually order something, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> I, I noticed uh, I noticed that you have, I believe, is that a Cane's? cup that you have that, there yeah that was my lunch what's it after my massage okay yeah. what well what was that lunch i'm, I'm just wondering because i saw it. what's uh, in the cup oh that's that's just fruit punch it's, uh, oh, it's, yeah. are you gonna get in trouble for drinking that no nah, I'll, I'll be okay all that sugar yeah i mean i burn a lot of sugar off so as long as i don't eat it at night it's fine that's fair but, so uh, what'd you get at no, canes good old caniac combo so six chicken tenders fries cane sauce Man, <laughs> to be 23, I if I if I even looked at that, my body would be like, this isn't going to be good for us. It is wild. It's good for me. It tastes delicious. Oh, of course it does. I remember being, uh, you know, like it's funny because like I was the kind of college athlete that nobody really respected because I was a fighter. I was a boxer. And that wasn't at a time when like fighting was looked at particularly great. So like the boxing team at my college we, we were like nobody um but it was like the amount of work was so intense and that was just in college and i think right. about going pro and like what these poor bastards have to do when they go pro it's, hey yeah i mean are you gonna watch the mcgregor fight this weekend i don't I know it's not boxing but see ufc similar. Because of of how I was taught to view fighting, I'm actually not that invested in the UFC. And Conor McGregor is, how do I put this nicely? Scum. He's a scumbag. Uh, he's he's he's. I don't like him as a person. In the same way okay. that I don't like Floyd Mayweather, uh, I respect Floyd Mayweather as a fighter, but I don't think he's a person that I want anything good for. Uh, and Conor McGregor is kind of the same way. Like Conor McGregor is clearly racist and he's irish to you can you can't swing a dead cat in ireland without hitting someone racist i understand that but sort of like i, I don't participate necessarily in the exaltation of that uh while still understanding oh he's he's good right he's pretty good it's yeah, fun good fighter story uh fun story about that hearkening uh, back to our middle school days is that your old gym teacher and my old co-worker mr kevin foley grew up with dana white so our old uh the old gym teacher in 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 charlton massachusetts grew up uh and they used to like when he would when they would be in town he would all they would go out and see him and visit him and stuff so your old gym teacher used to hang out with dana white when he was home it's pretty cool isn't that wild that is a kind of i never would have guessed that in a million years if you asked me to but yeah yeah he was awesome mr foley was awesome uh, i i don't even yeah i don't remember much about him but i do know he was awesome yeah it, it is it is funny to see like what we remember about school going back in time and what we don't and and my thing is that i remember every awful thing that i said when i was a kid which is a weird thing to like carry with you but anytime i said something mean spirited or like hurtful or i saw that i had hurt someone's feelings i still carry that well at least you learn from it possibly yes no well it's i mean i've i've become a lot more sort of 
I would definitely say I've become a lot more progressive in my views and understanding that I'm just be- we grew up in an all white community. And it's hard to see the perspective of people that are not white when you're just not there. So to move to a place like Los Angeles, where I get to meet a lot of people from different backgrounds, I think it really did change my perception and be like, oh, I was wrong about a lot of things or misinformed or speaking without information. So not 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 just misinformed, but uninformed. And I'll see a lot of people like on Facebook and they'll be like, yeah, but you said this to my friend or, or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, and I deeply regret that. And I'm really sorry about that. And, you know, I would apologize a million times over for it. Like, I'm not I'm not somebody that's precious about the things I did in the past. Gotcha. Yeah, that's that's funny you bring that up. I think kind of going to Michigan from from Massachusetts was like that for me, just meeting all my teammates you know, who are from all over the country, Florida, New Jersey, California, uh, Michigan, Ohio. So just kind of being with them and and learning about their experiences and how they grew up and um, stuff like that definitely gave me a a new perspective on things for sure. Was Michigan the first time you had a black teammate? No, I I did have two black teammates at Shepherd Hill. Wow. That's what yeah. a what growth from when I played yeah. <laughs> uh, football at Shepherd Hill High School. That is a yeah. eight million percent increase in yeah. the number of non-white players in there. Yeah, it, it is really wild the sort of insulation of a small town where we come from, mm-hmm. and then to sort of move to big cities respectively, and to see just how different the world is, and how you're like, oh, I see some huge problems with how some people think back home. And a lot of it is because they've lived 20, 30, 40, 50 years of their life without sort of interacting in any significant way with a person of color. Right. And, yeah. and you know, I think travel is sort of travel and, and moving and stuff like that. I think it really is a good inoculation against sort of racist thought. Absolutely. What's a day like on game day? Game day? It's a... Uh... No, it's it's really not nothing crazy to be honest. Like I guess it depends when the game is or where it is. If it's a home game, we uh we always stay in the team hotel, uh, even for home games. You know, kind of wake up, say it's I don't know one o'clock, which would be a twelve o'clock game here. I can't eat breakfast really. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll have I don't know maybe scrambled eggs, maybe yogurt. That's about it. And uh, really, we we just drive to the drive to the stadium about three hours before the game you know kind of listen to music in my in my locker chill out be stretch mostly stretching what do you Um, listen to i listen to on game day a lot of travis scott i like him kind of just sometimes just whatever is like out at the time i don't know i don't have like a set playlist per se Just just whatever i'm into at the time what's what's happening now right yeah just what's happening now and uh you know, we kind of do like our own warm up on the field before. So I'll, I'll go out like, say, an hour before, like we do our official team warm up and stretch on my own, do my own little warm up, uh, catch some passes, stuff like that. And then uh, come back in, get get all the gear on, pad, pad up and, uh, you know, get ready to roll. God, that's kind of is it intimidating to be in sort of one on like hollowed ground? It definitely yeah, it definitely was at, like to start, um, you know, you, you go into the locker room and they have like all the pictures of the, of all the greats before you on the walls, um, you know, just and there's like 
so many of them uh legends can't even name them all <laughs> right there's been so many for the cowboys and uh yeah you know really just just trying to live up to that standard is uh is definitely a little nerve-wracking at first have you uh have you met jerry jones Oh yeah. Like had a conversation with him. Not a long one. No, but what, what's that like? Cause I mean, I would say he's, uh, I would say one of the most famous non sports playing sports figures, uh, in America. Oh yeah. And you know, he, he comes to a lot of practices and I, and I'd see him on the sideline watching and, uh, you know, whenever he was out there, I'd definitely give a little extra effort if I was ever in making a play or something, but, uh, <laughs> you know, it's, it's just kind of crazy. I remember it's a funny story. We, uh, I think it was our last OTA practice this spring and, uh, we just finished up, uh, I was catching some jugs after practice with the other tight ends on the jug machine. And well, you can't the- just say that phrase to me and then expect me to understand <laughs> what the hell catching jugs means. So like the machine that shoots footballs at you. Yes. Like, okay. Yeah. Like a pitch, a pitching machine, but with footballs. <laughs> right. Okay. Right. All right. Mach- we call it a jug machine. I, I guess um, I gathered that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, and then, so these like officials like came on the practice field and like, all right, you guys have to move off. Uh, Jerry's landing his helicopter here. And all I see is his helicopter flying in a couple minutes later and he just lands on the turf field and gets out and uh whatever just act, no like no one even cares it just like it, it happens normally that is wild <laughs> to me that you're all just like yeah. all right well this is just what happens here yeah, yeah this... and uh and then i i went inside showered and as i was walking out i saw him get back in and he left he was there for like 30 minutes <laughs> just just a quick old helicopter trip over for a 30 minute gathering and then yeah and then takes off imagine having nine billion dollars I can't like what well, I can't I even imagine. <laughs> so now do you like, do you have a financial planner? Yeah, you do. Okay. Yeah. And how, how implicitly do you listen to them? Uh, I, yeah, he, he is awesome because he does all my budgeting for me. So smart. I don't overspend anything, Yeah, uh, which is probably the most helpful thing. What's the biggest extravagance that you've bought? <laughs> my truck. Yeah. My truck. And then I, I bought that as I was going out there last year, like right after I got signed. And then this summer I, uh, added a bunch of upgrades to it. So I kind of tricked it out. Did you pay, pay it off right away? Like, do you have payments on that truck or do you just like, I bought this truck. It's my truck immediately. I own it outright. It's not completely paid off, but I definitely paid a lot of it off. Like, uh, right away so i was always wondering about that where it's just like man i wouldn't have the attention span to make payments on that if i had the life that you have to have being so busy i just got auto payments every month oh yeah that's easy enough auto payments for your auto that's perfect um it is i uh i do i do think that that sort of like that financial literacy is so important for for young people in your position too because you are poised to make a lot of money uh, and obviously in the NFL, that is not a guarantee. Right. So in order to have somebody there to sort of protect your interests long term, like, have you have you made any investments? Yeah. So, yeah, my financial advisor does all my investing for me, too. And, uh, you know, I kind of let him handle most of it i definitely keep an eye on it just to see yeah. what he's putting in and he always tells me what he's putting it in every time it's all uh, dogecoin 
yeah, it's uh, <laughs> you're like, I lost eighty thousand dollars on Dogecoin. <laughs> no, I didn't get into the crypto yet. I've kind of stayed away from that for now, but um, I, I have a little Bitcoin, but that's about it. I bought a little, like a tiny amount of Bitcoin, and for me, it's like a slot machine, and I'm just watching it move, and I'm just like, yeah, it's like a game. Yeah, yeah I put 300 I mean, bucks in and I just watch it happen. But a lot of my friends were, were big on the on the Dogecoin when that was uh, blowing up. Yeah, I spent $50 on Dogecoin before it blew up. And even after it sort of like has done the crash, I'm still up like 400%. I mean, that's good. Yeah, I mean, it's not. It's a meal. Nothing crazy, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but it is definitely one of those things where you're like, oh, all right. Okay. I am uh, going to read a couple more names. Patreon. It's I get a lot of people that like me. What do you want me to say? Uh, good for you. <laughs> uh, it is good for me. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Exploding Runes. JK, Jeff May's biggest fan. The Eating Batman, formerly known as Fashizless Jones. Way to go. Fashizless Jones. Way to add that one in there. We got there. David Knifeboot Hinson, Funky J, St. Gutfree, Instagrams at Bob underscore of underscore skull. That's an excellent use of that money. And I, su- I suggest it every time. Just plug your Instagram, everyone. Uh, Mike Gouts, Grumblebee, Cronenberger, Nolan Mateen, Miguel Acuna, These Seven Bs, Lemming Malloy, Kool Aid Molotov, Superman Family Number 184, Chairface Chippendale, The Swordfish Soundtrack. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, did you ever see Swordfish? Nope. Let me tell you, in the uh, early 2000s, Hugh Jackman, high off of the Wolverine hog, got a job playing a hacker in a John Travolta movie where Halle Berry shows her tits for the first time. That was like the whole thing. That was like everybody lost their mind over that. And that movie is the most ridiculous thing. And it's so much fun. It's just you describing it sounds pretty ridiculous. Uh, it, it's I, I love I, I have now moved into the fact that movies that are just absolutely wild are what I want now. Like I appreciate a good movie, but like a movie that's just absolutely fucking insane. So basically all the Fast and Furious ones. You know what's cool? I've never seen a Fast and Furious movie. Wow. I'm like, I've been like waiting. Like, should I binge him for like an article or a podcast? Like there's gotta be some, something to do. Like that is a monetizable thing. So I'd say fast and furious, like one through five are actually good films. Like, so maybe five starts to get a little iffy, Mm -hmm. but, uh, after that, it's just like, what's the craziest thing we can make them drive in? Yeah. Where can, where can Dom, uh, save his family at in space or underwater or i don't know that's what i want that is exactly what i want when like yeah. i saw there were rumors where they're like they could mix up with the jurassic park franchise i'm like do it do it that's yeah, all i want um i'm the law martial law and i hate superheroes lemming malloy billy no last name available i don't care if it's women de- women's deodorant it works better and smells nicer that is true by the way uh women's deodorant smells it's a delight they have like green tea scents and shit like that. Oh, instead we have stuff like Mountain Man. <laughs> what kind of deodorant do you use? Full Spice. Yeah? Which kind? What yeah. do you use? Swagger? No, I think... I don't know what I have right now. I got the Captain right now, I think. There Which, it is. It, it's That's all the same. They're all... It's so silly. It's <laughs> that's so, all the same. It's so wild. Uh, Bart Fartigan, Jennifer Fendelander, the most well-prepared dead guy. I didn't kill my wife. Adrian, Kelly Stanaway, Silius Ruby, Stephen, 
Dr. DNA, Burrito Mouth, twitch.tv slash firechild460. Do you use Twitch? I don't stream. No? Uh, I, I, I mean, I watch, I've watched streamers on there. Yeah. When I was in college, I would, <laughs> if I was bored in class, I'd watch people on there. Bored in class. I'm going to actually talk to you about the education that you received, so I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, Lisa Harden, my co-producer on Mint on Card, back September 10th. Uh, Huey Freeman, Taurus Bulba, Mind Freak 555, Cody currently suing Billy over name theft, Beck at Gavin underscore not with two T's, Jessica Robertson, Captain Fat Strong, Gregarious Gregorio, The AV Foundry, Domo Arigato, Andro Roboto, Lef, and of course, Grayman of the Fireside Chronicles. Those are all producers at patreon.com slash Jeff May. If you want to get in on that, feel free to help yourself out. You also get early and uncensored access to episodes, uh, as well as a little sneak peek at my next show coming. Uh, and then uh, if not, if you just want to listen to this for free, you're welcome to do that too. I'm not going to judge you for not giving me money. I am. Now, that being said, uh, did you like what kind of classes did you take? Like, is the stereotype true about like I took ballroom dancing and I took, you know, business math for beginners my senior year? Like, was it kind of designed? I mean, clearly you didn't need to, you know, you play in the NFL. So your job was completed, your goal. Did you have, was it kind of an easier um, academic existence because you had to protect sort of your time? So I will say it's easy if you want it to be easy. And uh, there definitely were a lot of my teammates that wanted it to be easy. Did you <laughs> get, what's your degree? So I was, a. Uh, I went to the school of business and I actually didn't get my degree yet. You didn't. I'm very close. Really? I, like, so what happened is, I, um, it's going to be a business administration degree. Mm-hmm. I was, I just, when I finished my senior year in Michigan, um, obviously I was planning on going to train for the combine and stuff like that. So I would have to miss my last semester. And in that semester, I was going to do them all online or whatever, but in that semester, there's uh, my capstone class, which you can only do there in person during that winter semester. So I kind of got a little screwed. Uh, I wasn't able to do that, but I'm going to go back and get it soon. How do you do that (laughs) then? Because obviously there's a huge conflict. Yeah. uh, I think I'm just going to have to go like after the season's over and uh, just train up there while I finish the class. Yeah. You said it's a, it's winter class. So, I mean, yeah. So like, I think they start at the end of January, beginning of February at Michigan. Okay. So as long as you guys, that's a, what a weird thing to have to plan around is, are we going to make the Super Bowl? Which I guess is like, if, cause if we make the Super Bowl, I can't do the class cause that's in February. Right. Yeah, probably not, but I'd, I'd see if I could work, work something. Out, yeah. But. There's, there seems to be like some kind of space where you'd be like, Hey, Hey, um, I'm going to miss the first class. Yeah. because I am playing in the Super Bowl. And then they'll be like, that's not a real excuse. And then you have to be like, look, there's me on the Super Bowl. Yeah. me in the Super Bowl. <laughs> and they're like, fine. Yeah, so I'll have to figure that out. But uh, I only have a couple. I think I have like six credits I need. Do you, do you have, like, I mean, because obviously as a kid, you've always wanted football and you chased that dream and you got it, which is wild and must've taken a lot of work to do. 
do you have plans for after football? Like, what do you uh, want to do when you're my, like, when you're my like, age? What do you want to do? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, <laughs> I don't have solid plans. I did. I was really into marketing actually at Michigan. I took a lot of marketing classes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that would be my field of choice. You know, obviously I'm going to have to get a job after football, but uh, so definitely, you know, something in the business world, hopefully in marketing. And honestly, I, I don't know. I'll just try a bunch of jobs out and see what I like. Would you be one of those like owns a owns a, a car wash in Tallahassee kind of guys, or, or are you? Uh, I don't think so. I, I think a suburban dad type of guy. Yeah. works works at a works in an office or something. Really, that's yeah. gonna. Could you imagine like just because? I mean, for me alone. I mean, obviously, I, I've I've leaned out a lot more lately, but like. I'm about six foot four and I, and I was a, a pretty big guy and people used to comment it on it all the time. You're six, mm. five and you, you're what? 255 pounds. Yeah. Yeah. How many times do people tell you how big you are in public? Uh, good, good amount. They yeah. always ask like if I play basketball or football or something, usually basketball first. And I say, no. And then they say, Oh, you must play football. And I'm like, yeah, you're like, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, maybe. I don't, yeah. Usually, I don't, I don't usually want to tell like people that I play for the Cowboys right away uh, just because I don't want to really talk about it (laughs) if I don't have to. Yeah. You want to keep it down on the down low. Yeah. I, same for me, but for the opposite reason, because the, you, the, a lot of fanfare that would get with you saying, I play for the Dallas Cowboys in Dallas is the exact reciprocal response of me telling people, oh, I'm a professional podcaster. I don't think there's a more embarrassing social sentence to say out loud in spite of the fact that I pay my bills doing this. But boy, I mean, is that is that a sentence that I have to tell people? It's like, definitely, yeah. I don't know if I'd want to say that out loud either. They're like, oh, so you're in co- you're in stand-up, you're in comedy? I'm like, well, I actually make most of my money in podcasting, so I'd say I'm a professional podcaster, and I understand why you're leaving now. So yeah, it is definitely that opposite uh, reason why I don't, advertise my my job to people i don't uh, want everyone to check out your podcast that you meet wouldn't i mean it would be nice <laughs> if people did that yeah. i i i've recently leaned into the fact that i'm most likely going to be um a cult content creator where I'm, i don't think i'm ever going to get massive mainstream approval but mm-hmm. i have a very very small but very very dedicated fan base and I'm okay you with keep that. your customers happy, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, it's sort of like that's happened by just me being very honest about who I am, which I have sort of tried to do my whole life. And I found, a, I found a spot for it. Um, nice. so you, you said you do a lot of like, when you come back and you just play video games and f- around when you're not working out. Yeah. I mean, uh, pretty much. Cause I live down here by myself, you know, I hang out with my buddies on the team too whenever they're doing stuff like i live in an apartment complex uh that a bunch of rookies live in because we kind of get i think jerry jones owns owns this apartment complex so he gives us a good deal to live here <laughs> really what's your rent it's it's only it's 1600 but it's it's for a two-bedroom that's uh, a pretty good deal yeah that's not bad. so uh there's there's probably like four or five other dudes that uh came in last year with me that live here so i'll go hang out at their place or they'll come over here or whatever you guys um, all band together so you can't get hazed yeah <laughs> you gotta protect like, yourself uh, from hazing 
but we have, we have a nice pool outside. It's it's freaking hot as shit out right now though, so trying to avoid going outside. Was like a hundred? It's it's been in the nineties every day, but it's it's actually really humid where I live in in Texas, believe it or not. Because um, I live in like the northeast part, so it's not like down south like by Mexico. So it's yeah, like with humidity, it's usually around a hundred every day. Yeah, I stayed in Arlington when I when I moved out to L.A. So when I when I retired and drove out here, I like had friends dotted across the country that I crashed at. And um, I stayed uh, at Arlington on, I think, on Labor Day. Uh, I I spent uh, in Arlington, Texas. A lot of fireworks going on. I'm like on Labor Day. And they were like, we like things that explode. I don't know what you want. I don't know. Um. Yeah, no, it, it's like I live in the valley. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. It's kind of a big deal, but it's like living under a heat lamp. So like I went yeah. for a run today and it was like maybe a 11 a.m. And it was already like 96 degrees and just baking me. Yeah, like I, I've tried to play golf this summer and you literally have to go at 6 a.m. because by 10:30 it's 95 and i already sweat through my whole golf shirt. <laughs> that, I've I've recently uh leaned into wearing just sh- I'm like sh- I'll just do shorts. I was like never a shorts guy and i'm just like i'm just f- i'm going to do shorts now at this point. I'm wearing a sleeveless shirt as we're talking. I'm 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 sleeveless and i have i have bare knees in here. When i run i run shirtless and just cover myself in sunblock cuz i overheat. It's a real nightmare. <laughs> sounds like a big process for you it's a whole ass pro- man let me tell yeah. you like because of like in my 20s and 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 most of my 30s i had kind of had this like like light amount of bulk like w- with a lot of the workouts that i was doing like i used to hit the heavy bag holding 15 pound dumbbells in my hand for two minutes at a time uh okay. it, terrifying workouts like yeah that sounds tough <laughs> it was uh it was i developed a very interesting style of of fighting which is just to try to fight and not get killed which pretty standard but i took a lot of shots too um and now i've worked more towards like sort of leaning out and removing a lot of that bulk and creating like this like kind of tight dense athletic muscle as opposed to the bulk and let me tell you it's been weird weird how so people think i'm like they they ask me if i'm like sick like they'll, they'll just be like, what's going on? How come you're not as big as you were before? And I'm like, I don't know, man. I've just been trying to be healthier. I'm creeping. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm creeping up to 40. My knees aren't what they are. I sprain my ankle every nine weeks. I'll go on a run. It's just I have the ankles of a blue jay. Like if I step slightly wrong, it goes through there. What do you do to prevent injury? Yeah. So like I talked about earlier, I get a lot of massages and I think mm-hmm. that definitely helps you know the old tb12 pliability uh, ah, he always talks about and uh so i i think that's a big part um honestly just stretching stretching yeah. before stretching after you work out uh very important and then uh cold tub always helps i hate going in there but i have to those are a nightmare uh, yeah they Really, you just got to suffer for two minutes and then you go numb and it's fine. And I can just sit in there for, I usually sit in there for like 10, 12 minutes. Really? Yeah. Just just shriveling up your nuts in a freezing <laughs> cold. That's the worst part is the toes and and yeah. Yeah, and I could the, see that. Yeah. yeah. But uh, 
it's not too bad. You just got to get used to it. Have you ever thought about um, doing like alternative exercising or you guys on a strict thing like doing? I know what was the guy? Um, it was like one of the greatest receivers of all time. And he was like a big ballet guy for the Steelers. And you could uh, see it in his receptions and you could see him like be this super graceful dude have you ever thought about doing stuff like that like alternate style of 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 exercising yeah so actually i've done a little boxing training really i think you like that a little bit not a lot just uh i think it helps with with footwork conditioning and gets my shoulders going too so i, I like doing that yeah um we do yoga during the season so i guess that helps <laughs> no, I like doing yoga. It, it's great it's good for uh, flexibility and stuff like that. I've done a lot uh, of like yoga and Pilates and stuff like that. Like I, I found that it, it definitely sort of there's parts of your body that you didn't know you weren't working. Yeah. Until you absolutely. do that. And you're like, oh, but uh, I, yeah, I think that's about it for alternative exercises, I'd say. Yeah. yeah. And I always wondered about that, like like where there is in such a masculine field that you know like where is the space to sort of um check the ego at the door i guess and do what's best for the career versus what's best for the image yeah i would say a lot of guys i'd say a lot of guys on my team anyway they they don't have the biggest egos i think you know everyone's just kind of worried about their body and and keeping it as healthy and as strong as possible so they they really will do whatever whatever it takes Something that I, I noticed, you shared this on uh, your social media recently, but there is um, something going on on the TV soon. On the uh, anything uh, happening on on the HBO? A little hard knocks. So you guys are in hard knocks this year. Uh, yep. Yeah. Are uh, are you excited for that, or is it a distraction for you? I'm excited. I don't think I don't think it'll be a distraction. It's uh, I kind of did something like. I can now keep bringing up Michigan, but we did. No, a that's all part of your series. life. This is about your life. <laughs> yeah. So that's we did an all or nothing uh, series at Michigan on Amazon one year. That was my sophomore year, I think. Really? And uh, yeah, it was weird. Um, they pick like certain guys to follow around and stuff. And they didn't follow me because I was only a sophomore. I didn't really play that much. But just like these dudes were following guys back to their dorms and, and houses and stuff. And like there was just camera crews like always following us. And like some guys, you know, love the attention, like always trying to be in the camera. I kind of don't really care if I was in it or not. So I, I don't think hard knocks will really distract me that much. You know, I'm just trying to make the team and, and not get cut. So <laughs> well, now judging from the series in which you have been with them, they stuck with you. They, when they signed you undrafted, they immediately kept you in order to main, to keep you off waivers. Is that right? Mm -hmm. So that seems like they see a lot of potential in you. So, I hope so. well, they wouldn't have done that if they didn't. <laughs> Yeah. Like, yeah. So I was, uh, I guess what they call like a preferred undrafted guy, like someone they want to grab like right away. So, um, that definitely was, was good for me. And then, uh, making the team as the fourth tight end was, was pretty awesome not to go on practice squad. It ended up working out cause you know, I never pray for someone to get hurt, but, uh, You're it's, it's always sucks. Yeah, it always sucks when someone gets hurt, but uh, our, our starter got hurt last year, so I got to play a little bit, and uh, I think that definitely helped me stick around for sure. Well, you do special teams as well, correct? 
Yes. So what do you do in, in that situation? Uh, so I, I did, I started on kickoff return pretty much since like the second game of the season last year. And then, uh, I, I was started on punt towards the end of the year and, uh, did a little punt return too. really field goal. I was on field goal. So do you, is that sort of like when you're in a position like that, is that sort of like the farm is like special teams, almost like the farm team of, of offense and defense where they're like, they're, they're putting you in you are a regular player and they're sort of looking to find ways to utilize you more by keeping you on the roster and active. Sort of. I mean, (laughs) I I want to know, I want to know about that. For some guys, it's definitely like that. Um, Where, you know, they're younger guys. They just got in. They're not ready to start yet, but they're, you know, still crazy athletic. So, they start on special teams and they do well, but there are actually are guys that just make a living playing special teams, like guys that only play special teams, you know, like Matthew Slater uh, on the Patriots, who's, you know, always an all pro and special teams every year. And, <laughs> and uh, you know, dudes can make, can make a, a good living. Just, you know, they're going to make like a, not a huge contract, uh, but you know, a million dollars per year is still pretty nice. Yeah, that's good. That's, special teams. That, that is good. Uh, that's not what I make, but it's close. It's close. Uh, just just yeah, a yeah. couple of zeros off. It's usually it's usually like linebackers and and corners and, and sometimes safeties that are not that are not starting, and then they kind of just get really good at special teams, and then they just go team to team. Uh, playing special teams special team specialists yes is that not the direction that you want to go you, no. you're like no i want to be your tight end <laughs> no and but you know tight ends do play have to play uh special teams usually i think for most teams they kind of take the starter off all special teams but uh mm-hmm. you know second string third string tight end they're they're on field goal they're on kick return mostly and uh you know sometimes punt sometimes kick return it's whatever you're really good at so for those listeners that are not sports people because spoiler alert that's the majority of my fan base is is not um sports people so explain to me the difference between a tight end and what would be like a wide receiver yeah so tight end we're kind of like a hybrid i would say um we're like we can be a receiver at times you know run routes catch passes and then other times we have to block 300 pound defensive ends <laughs> how's that so feel? uh it's it's tough it's tough um but I, yeah i remember trying to block demarcus lawrence in practice for the first time and that was not an easy task it's just a, a man made of boulders yes, <laughs> yes. uh did, i mean what's the is the competition level at that point such that like people say terrible things to you on the field like even when got, they are your teammates, uh, yeah, yeah. When I played in games, they, people would definitely talk to me a lot. Um, did you go, a lot of talk going on? Did you go back in kind? Yeah. You know, I don't really say much on the field. It's kind of just a waste of energy for me. Yeah, you know, I'm trying to put all my energy into playing good. I don't really give a shit. Like, if you're talking to me, like, it doesn't really affect me. So you really um, are a worker. Yeah. You're like, I don't have room to around. Like, <laughs> it's a gritty dude. Uh, yeah. I do remember there was this one linebacker on the Cardinals that was talking shit to me. That kind of pissed me off, though. But uh, I think I might have said something to him, but that's about it. <laughs> How'd that game end? Oh, they kicked our ass. Did they? See, that's uh, that sucks, yeah. though. Like, it's yeah. that's the salt in the wound. 
Next time, next time you guys play them, you should push that guy's dick in the dirt. I'm going to try to. And just really let him know. Yeah, I know. It's, uh, you know, there's actually a lot of shit talk in division games whenever we play the Eagles and Giants, of course, and Redskins. Yeah. I'd say the Eagles the you most mean, last You year. mean the Washington they, football team? Yes. Apologies. The, the football team. Yeah. It's but crazy I, that that name stuck around for so long, by the way. I don't know what they were thinking when they were like, yeah, we'll just go a season without having a name. It's better than what they had. Yeah. It I, is. It is wild to me that they were just like, what if we name our team, you ready for this? The Redskins. And everyone's like, what year do you think this is? It's wild yeah, to me. It's but- definitely wild. But yeah, I'd say the Eagles with, with Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, they talk a lot of shit. Yeah. Yeah. And you could be like, hey, I grew up a New England fan. I loved beating the Christ out of you all the time. And then they're like, you know, we won the last Super Bowl. We played you guys. And you're like, yeah, but now I'm on the Cowboys, so it doesn't matter. Right. Um, I know that you could never really talk trash about another team. So I'm not going to ask you situations like that. I don't want to back you into a corner of, you know, you're like, the Titans. And then you get traded to the Titans. And then this stupid podcast gets you in trouble. I don't want that. So what I'll say is if the Cowboys decided to trade you or 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 let you go, is there give me are there three like dream teams that you would want to play for? That's a good question. I haven't really thought about that too much, but I would say I don't know. I I would say like any team that has a chance to win a Super Bowl, which obviously changes every year. So I guess the Buccaneers like this year, the Chiefs like playing for them and, and just having the chance to win a Super Bowl would be, uh, you know, obviously a dream of mine to yeah. go and win. Hopefully we can do it here at the Cowboys. Well, I mean, that's um, been chasing that. The, the Cowboys have been chasing that. They, you know, they were the the team of the 90s. Right. And can you can you guys sort of build back together to sort of rebuild that level of a dynasty? And I'm, I'm guessing that that's what Hard Knocks is going to feature, I think, as like a beeline here. Oh yeah, and you know I, we look really good. I'm I mean, say that right now we look really good. Like the thing is, is that the the Dallas Cowboys have have always been a team that's not been afraid to spend and build a team. A very sort of like uh, you know, forgive the illusion, but uh, um, like the Yankees mm. of of football. You know that you know everyone's buying Cowboys gear. Or the Dodgers. Fair enough. I don't. I guess I don't necessarily <laughs> see Dodgers um, gear elsewhere, whereas I see Yankees gear literally everywhere. Yeah, that's true. Like I see a lot of Yankee gear out here. I also see a lot of Red Sox really? stuff out here. Boston, Red Sox are good this year, isn't it? Wild. Now that I you have to be far it. away from them. That's <laughs> yeah. I, I've watched their, some of their games, and I think the COVID year was kind of a fluke last year. They were really bad, but they really picked it up this year. I um got to see them win the world series in Los in Los Angeles in person. Oh yeah. You can imagine the luck that falls into the fact that, and dude, the tickets were so cheap. I think I got, I got two tickets on StubHub and I paid maybe 500 total or 500 plus fees for two tickets to, uh, to the world series. That's not terrible to a world, a deciding world series game. And the reason I found out why is because Los Angeles knew they weren't going to win. So all the ticket holders were like this. So the prices went from like a thousand a ticket down to two fifty in like a matter of two hours. That's dope. It was pretty cool. Also, one time I was at a Cubs, uh, I was at a Cubs Dodgers NLCS game and, uh, 
this guy was shaking beer because they won. They beat the Cubs. And I was there with a friend who was a Cubs fan. And we got into this argument with a guy, you know, because he was getting beer on us because he was an asshole. And he whipped the beer at us and missed and hit a baby. It's a bad look. I mean, it is, but it's also the funniest thing that's literally ever happened in my life. Just a guy trying to throw a beer yeah. at me, missing, and then hitting a baby. Yeah, that's that's the. I'm guessing he got ex- escorted out of the stadium for oh, that. Oh, he and the dad got into a fight. Oh, nice. it was the end of the game, so they like who who won, the dad or I didn't stick around to see that. Are you kidding me? It's Dodger <laughs> Stadium. I'm like, I'm not going to see who gets stabbed in this situation. I'm going to get the f- out of here. Fair. I don't know if you've heard anything about Dodger fans, but they don't like it when you like the other team. Honestly, I I don't know much about L.A. or I've never been. I've been to California once, and that was for our game last year against the Rams. So, oh, that must have been terrible. No, it was awesome because <laughs> their new stadium was sick, but we lost. So, yeah, well, I guess good for but L.A. The, the SoFi Stadium, it's really pretty. Nice. Uh, yeah, I saw my friends did a did a concert there, and it was pretty rad. <laughs> and like, it yeah, was a pretty I mean, great spot to go to. Their Jumbotron is a full circle. Like, I've never seen something like that. Yeah, it was wild. It was also a real uh, pain in the ass to um, walk around backstage. Like, it was, like, really... It was almost confusing because the place is so big. Hmm. But that being said, you guys have... Cowboy Stadium is massive, right? Oh, yeah. Our stadium's sick, too. Yeah, I mean... We have... We used to have the biggest Jumbotron. I'm not sure if it's still true. I think it might... I don't know if it's the biggest... I think the Rams might have like the most surface area now because it's like inside and outside with the circle. Yeah. But uh, ours is it's like kind of weird because when you punt the ball, like it almost hits the jumbotron like every time, like our punter has to go like to the left or right of it. So he doesn't hit it. That is that is wild to me that they can just do that and then be like, and we'll flick up the game. Yeah, that's cool, right? (laughs) It was it was crazy to me. I also think they can just kick the ball abnormally high but isn't that wild i don't don't know how they do that it's yeah i mean i guess there's a reason that that great punters are so rare and and do so well yeah now that being said i know we gotta i gotta let you go soon and and i'm I'm creeping up in there so um training camp when's that start so we are flying out the 20th and we're going to oxnard and uh we're gonna be there for like three weeks i think oh okay so you'll be nearby I'll be in Massachusetts until August 3rd. But that being said, you will be busy. Uh, I totally understand that. Um, but that being said, what um, what a fascinating thing. I mean, Hard Rocks is going to be uh, – Hard Rocks, yeah. Hard Knocks is going to be uh, – I'm assuming it's – it's is it the Sunday? When do they put that? It's it, 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 like, coincides with the weeks of training camp. I know that. Yeah, I don't think it airs until a little after we start. Because we start – we're the first team to start this year because we're playing in the Hall of Fame game. Mm-hmm. So we started like a week before everyone else. And then uh, I don't think it airs until like in into August. Yeah. But th- so that yeah. being said, everybody, you can check out Hard Knocks on HBO. You can see if you can see my man, Sean. Sean, uh, if we want to follow you, we go to, uh, I believe, on Instagram. It's McKeon underscore Sean. Yes. Uh, at McKeon, it's M-C-K-E-O-N underscore Sean. And on Twitter, it is... Same thing. The same damn thing. Um, Very easy. So definitely want to check that out. Um, anything we should be on the lookout for other than just watching watching your, your games and buying your jerseys? 
no, that's that's about it. You can check me out on special teams and hopefully catch some passes this year. I want to see that. I want to see that so bad. <laughs> me too. I think you're going to bring me back to watching football because I kind of took a time out from it um, for various reasons. I don't know if you remember the don't beat anybody class that you um, you had to take, mm-hmm. but there were reasons that I pulled away, but maybe I'll be watching some Cowboys games, start going to a Cowboys bar. Might as well. It's definitely entertaining. There's a there's a bar for every team out here, so. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's wild. Um, Sean, thank you so much for joining me. It was such a blast. I was so excited to be able to have this conversation with you. <laughs> it was it was fun, honestly. I, I had a lot of fun. It's weird, right? A little weird. It's weird, but that's okay. That's uh, cool. It's cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. When I was your age, I was teaching. It's fine. We're all adults now. Follow Sean, uh, Sean, at, Sean at, at McEwen underscore sean and of course uh root for the dallas cowboys why not america's team oh yeah they're america's team what are you not american um (laughs) for those of you that are listening on patreon uh thank you so much i appreciate everything that you do uh and if you are listening for free thank you so much and don't forget to check out patreon.com slash jeff may if you want early and unfettered uncensored access to episodes uh as well as uh you can get yeah check out the new stuff that i have in i do posts i'll do some writing here and there and then i got a new podcast that i'm working on and it's going to be coming out in the fall so sean thanks again man no problem thanks Uh, for having me on thanks for coming on and thank you all for listening appreciate you all Artwork is created by Justin T. Brown, who can be found at Artness by Justin Brown on Instagram, as well as artnessbyjustinbrown.com. That dope music you heard is by Troy Nababon, available at Troy Nababon on Instagram, as well as at troynababon.com. Nababon is spelled N-A-B-A-B-A-N, and boy, does that shred. Thank you all so much for listening. See you next time.